sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the weekday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here on this Wednesday morning. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, before we get into today's episode, we got to talk about our sponsors over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash route option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so. It is available to persons in Ontario only, and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So with that, let's get into how our day went uh, yesterday. So it was a profitable day yesterday. We ended up going 3-2 and two with our plays from yesterday's show. Starting in the NBA, we had the Sixers minus 9.5 versus the Detroit Pistons. That was a unit and a half play. And they blew them out 147-116. to 116. James Harden with a triple-double yesterday. We split on the ice yesterday. Unfortunately, had Hurricanes money line versus New Jersey. They were up multiple times in that game, but ended up losing 6-4. to four. We did, however, have the Pittsburgh Penguins in regulation versus the Vancouver Canucks. That was a 5-4 to four final in that game, despite them falling behind 3 nothing early. That's been a trend of the Canucks all year long, which is fall behind and uh, or take an early lead and then end up uh, blowing it late. And then we split on the court as well in college basketball. We did get Michigan State money line versus Wisconsin. That is now five of six wins in Wisconsin's building that the Spartans have picked up. They won 69 to 65 yesterday. What we couldn't have foreseen was that Vanderbilt would be very good on the road against Tennessee, a defense that only gives up 52 points per game. And so we end up losing the under 132 and a half with that play. So overall, it was a pretty solid day. We're looking to build on that momentum today. Before we do, we got to talk about a couple headlines that made the news yesterday, both of them in the NFL. Starting with the DeAndre Hopkins situation now, it sounds like they just fired Cliff Kingsbury the other day, 
And now they are exploring options of potentially trading DeAndre Hopkins. Now, DeHop does have two years left on his contract, and it's worth about $34 million, but he will seek a new deal as well. Now, he does have a no-trade clause in this, so at 30 years old, a guy that uh, has been banged up the last couple of years, he obviously had the PED suspension this past year for six games, but he's missed 15 games overall in the last two years. And when you hit that age of 30 as a wide receiver, you can see a bit of a downturn, especially when you've had some nagging injuries over the years, which DeAndre certainly has had. He hasn't been the same receiver since he left Houston. Obviously, as I said, getting older, that doesn't help, but he is going to have a big say in where he wants to go. Now, what does Arizona do? Well, they already have a pretty solid receiving core. You got Marquise Brown. Uh, Zach Hurts got hurt late in the year, so he'll come back as a tight end. You've still got Greg Dortch. You've got Rondale Moore. So I don't know if they really want to have DeAndre a part of their long-term plans. The thing is, though, he has to agree to anywhere that he gets traded. So what are some potential targets? Well, when we're talking, you would think he would want to be going to a playoff team. Could go and play for the Giants. They need a number one wide receiver. Baltimore was the team that I had in mind. A lot of people will say Kansas City, depending on the status of Aaron Rodgers, potentially Green Bay as well. There's a lot of teams that could use DeAndre Hopkins services because when he is on the field, he's a top 10 wide receiver in the league. And then in other news, we are Dallas Cowboys fans, so it was very jarring yesterday to see that Jerry Jones says that Mike McCarthy's job is safe regardless of how wildcard weekend goes. And can we talk about how absurd this really is to be content with Mike McCarthy? The thing is, he inherited an already solid roster. He had Dak Prescott. He had the two-headed running monster. He had a solid receiving core, good O-line. The pass rush is there now. They've developed in their secondary. Got some pretty good linebackers as well. And so Mike McCarthy's just the new Jeff Fisher at the end of the day. He's banking on success from a decade ago, and that's why he's been employed as long as he has. At the end of the day, Jerry's always going to hire a yes man, someone where he's going to have you in the news every single day. That's what Jerry loves to do. He loves people talking about his Dallas Cowboys. But at the end of the day, you're not winning a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy. It's why I'm very worried about this game this weekend against Tampa Bay. Mike has been awful situationally in the last year since he joined Dallas. So if they cannot win this football game against an 8-9 and nine Tampa team that has looked abysmal at times this year, then we are going to continue to embrace mediocrity in the NFL. So let's head over now. Let's talk about the daily game slate. This is the daily games that we have that we could potentially bet on today. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, so it is January 11th, and we're going to start over in the EFL Cup because we got two games happening over there today, starting with Nottingham Forest. They are plus 162, taking on Wolverhampton at plus 180. Now, Forest, I would say, is coming in probably playing slightly better than Wolves. They won four of their last seven games in all competitions, and they are the home team in this game. They get to take on Wolves, one of the lower-scoring teams in the Premier League, uh, they do bank on on the uh, defensive structure, but they've won just two of their last six games. And so I really do like this forest value at plus 162 on the money line. It's not something that I'll have a part of our official betting card today. But if you are looking for an afternoon play, I do like this Nottingham Forest side 
to get it done at home in the EFL Cup. Now, Southampton, they're plus 1,100 today, taking on Manchester City at minus 450. And Southampton, they have just two goals in their last three home matches in all competitions. On the City side, they have picked up back-to-back wins over Chelsea by a combined score of 5-0. So very solid backline to give up no goals over 180 minutes to Chelsea. And so I kind of like the both teams to score at no at minus 134. People might think, well, they are going on the road to Southampton, and that's always a concern when you're banking on the better team on the road to just go and get a a win-to-nil result. But I do like it today at minus 134. It feels like a good spot. Again, not an official play, but if you're looking for an afternoon play, then it's definitely got some value there. Now, NBA-wise, we have eight games happening tonight, and we're eyeing half of them. The half that we aren't, though, we're not looking at the Spurs or Memphis tonight. I don't trust the Spurs to cover that line, but I also don't trust Memphis enough to take that spread right now. They've been fairly inconsistent for a top-four team in the West, and so this was one that I just looked at. Felt like maybe a little bit of a trap line there at minus 13.5, so I don't love that play. Minnesota and Detroit is another one. This is one of the early games tonight. And Minnesota, they're minus 6.5 on the road, but they're 8-12 and 12 against the spread on the road this year, whereas Detroit is only 7-11-1 at home. Now, I would like to believe that Minnesota can go in and cover, but after Detroit got blown out last night and then being on a back-to-back, I was just a little bit, a little bit of cause for concern that maybe Detroit shows up tonight, so I stayed away. Milwaukee and Atlanta. Milwaukee's minus 2.5. They're just split down the middle head-to-head. They're 5-5 five and five head-to-head in the last 10. They're 5-5 five and five against the spread, and they're 5-5 five and five over-under. So I really didn't have an accurate read here. If I had to go anywhere, it would likely be the Bucks at minus 2.5. That's more so me betting on the Bucks being a wagon than actually believing that they would cover the spread. If anything, maybe just take their money line. It would be a little bit juiced, but something that you could potentially put in a parlay. And then Houston and Sacramento, Sacramento minus eight and a half tonight. This is very similar to the breakdown of Minnesota and Detroit, where you've just got a bad away team and a bad home team when it comes to against the spread. And over under, they are pretty split as well. So it's just not games that I'm looking at. So which ones are we looking at? I'm looking at the Bulls tonight versus the Washington Wizards. Looking at pretty much a pick right now, you got Washington at minus one and a half, so I guess you would consider an upset if Chicago wins, but they are pretty solid on the road this year. They are 11-9-1 against the spread. Um, both teams have won six of their last 10, but Chicago has won four of the last five head-to-head and seven of the last 10 head-to-head overall. So if anything, I would be back in the Bulls tonight as a potential winner. Then you got the Knicks. They're minus four and a half at home versus Indiana. But Indiana come in playing much better than the Knicks. They are 11-8 and eight against the spread on the road, and the Knicks have been pretty abysmal at home. And the Pacers, they've won eight of their last 10 compared to the Knicks, just four wins in their last 10. Uh, and so what I do like is Indiana tonight to cover that spread. I uh, really think that it's going to be a tight game with a potential road upset by the Pacers. Then you got the Pelicans. They're taking on Boston. This line opened at minus 8.5. It's now at minus nine and a half. The Pelicans are banged up, but Boston are at home. Even though it is a bit of a steep number, I like Boston today. Robert Williams and Marcus Smart are also game time decisions. But I think even if they don't go, Tatum and Brown should take care of business at home against the banged up Pelicans. And then to cap things off, you got Phoenix and Denver still waiting on this line. But Phoenix have lost nine of their last 10. Denver's won eight of their last 10 and seven straight at home. 
So I do anticipate a steeper spread for Denver, but one that I might jump on uh, by a couple points and toss in a parlay. NHL-wise, we got four games and half of them I'm interested in. Not interested in Capitals and Flyers. I hate that Washington's minus 165 on the road, and I'm certainly not backing the Flyers again. It's a little bit too soon to back the Flyers after we had that winner a few days ago. Edmonton versus Anaheim. I really don't like a minus 225 on the road, but definitely never backing the Ducks. Now, Nashville and Toronto is one that I'm looking at. Nashville won seven of their last 10, including they are 5-0-1 in their last six road games. So Toronto and Nashville have also gone under in five of their last eight games. So if it goes under once again tonight, I think that really favors Nashville in the way that they play. So give me Nashville tonight versus Toronto as an official play. And then San Jose versus the Kings. The Kings are red hot. They've won seven of their last 10, and they are 5-2 and two at home over that stretch. San Jose, just two wins in their last 10. They've had quite a few overtime or shootout losses over that stretch, but head-to-head, the Kings have won two of the last three. I really do like them today, even though the money line is a little bit juiced right now. Uh, it's actually all the way up to minus 225. We got it in early yesterday, but it is a play that we like nonetheless. And so let's head over now. College basketball-wise, we got nine ranked games. Uh, four of them I actually really like tonight. Um, I'll quickly go through the ones I don't. Charleston and NC Wilmington, I just hate the road favorite number there. Creighton and Xavier, I really think Creighton should cover in this game, but they're a bit too inconsistent. Boston College in Miami, I don't think Miami deserves double-digit juice quite yet. And uh, South Florida versus number one Houston, not looking to bet a minus 23 tonight or back a 7-9 and nine team to cover. And in Missouri and Texas A&M, it's a straight-up pick em for me, and I don't really love either side. Now, I am looking at number six, UConn, who are minus one and a half versus number 25, Marquette. Both teams show up on the against the spread front. Um, they've covered in 23 of their 34 games this year. But what I do love is that Marquette has gone over in eight of their 10 home games this year. And so with UConn's offense as well, I think this is a great overplay. Bama and Arkansas, number four, Alabama, taking on number 15, the Razorbacks. Arkansas, they give up just 62 points per game, and they've gone under in seven of their eight home games. So I think as long as Alabama doesn't push the pace today, that is a nice underplay at 152.5. And And you got Pittsburgh versus number 24, Duke. You can get that line at minus 7.5 on some books. I've seen minus 9 some places. If you can get that 7.5, I think it's a good spot. They may be 7-9 against the spread overall, but the Blue Devils are 5-3 at home against the spread this year they're gonna have to lean on their defense and that crowd to to get this one to cover but i would also lean under because 141 and a half seems a little bit high for a team that could hold pit to potentially in the 60s and then number 17 tcu and number 10 texas much like tcu versus baylor i think i'm going to get the road dog to cover here at plus six they are eight six and one at covering and TCU has the better defense, and I expect a lower-scoring game here, so I would like that TCU spread. So with that, we chatted about all the games. Now, what are we going to do with our picks, with our Last Call Pick segment, which is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery? Let's play the video before we get into our play.
Us Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are out now. Their famous cherry whiskey, chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor, and new local candy cane vodka as well. Go and check those out. Check out the old-fashioned as well, the regular vodka if you like making some Caesars. They've even got some dill pickle vodka in there as well. So go check them out at Last Mountain Distillery. So with that, we got to... We got to make it two days in a row. We haven't had two days in a row in a little while here. We've been a little ice cold recently. So coming off that three and two day, let's go five and zero today. Starting with the Indiana Pacers plus four and a half versus the Knicks. I found it at minus one of three. That's why you go shop around for one and a half units. I mean, two teams trending in opposite directions. McConnell and Nesmith are game time decisions. That's the only real injury concerns for the Pacers. Knicks might have RJ back who's a game-time decision, but I think the Pacers should be fine um, with or without Barrett in the lineup for the Knicks. Halliburton hasn't forgotten Wally's words from a month ago, and so I'm expecting a big night out of him and the Pacers to cover on the road. I also love that I can find Nashville plus one and a half at minus 138 for two units because the Predators not losing in regulation in their last six road games feels like a really good spot, and I really wanted to take them out right on the money line, but Shopping around, I was able to find the minus 138. They've won outright in three of the last five versus Toronto. So it feels like a good road spot to cover here. And the fact that I can even get them, if they go to overtime and lose, then they cover. I really love this spot for the Predators on the road. I also like the Kings in regulation versus San Jose at minus 125 for one unit. Hopefully you got that one early. I would guess by now it's around minus 140 or minus 145. But a red-hot team in the Kings taking care of business at home. The Sharks are a bottom-five team. They're not great on the road to boot. So I think it's going to be a multi-goal win. But just in case they try to cover late, getting it in regulation at minus 125 feels like great value. Then you got Alabama at the Crimson Tide taking on Arkansas Razorbacks. I'm taking the under 151.5 for 1.5 units, and it's because I think Arkansas defensively are solid enough to keep this one a little bit lower scoring than expected. I don't think that we're going to see any 66 to 60 type games, but I could definitely see this one being in the 72 to 68 range, which would be a great cover. And so I like this ranked matchup. I think the defense will ramp up in the second half, especially given this is a rivalry game as well. So give me the under tonight. And then the full-on homer play of the day, we're wearing the sweater. Duke Blue Devils minus 7.5 versus the Pitt Panthers at minus 117 for a unit. As you can tell down below, it's a homer pick, but play it if you like. Duke, they have historically played well against Pittsburgh, especially in their own building. And so I think it's a great home spot, a get-it-right spot, because Duke have not been great recently, and they cover better at home on the year. So give me the Blue Devils today at minus 117. But thank you, everyone, who tuned into our live show today. Go follow us on Twitter or at HedgePod is all of our social platforms. Just go check them out. Toss us a follow. Really appreciate the support. And we will see you guys tomorrow morning for the Competitive Hedge Podcast.